guys, it's Andrea. Today, we talk dramatic pranks. Data can't stop broadcasting the location of his off switch, and we ask the question, where are these kids' parents? Come nerd out with us. Welcome to the TNG Podcast, the number one place in the Alpha Quadrant to geek out about all things Star Trek The Next Generation. I'm your co-host, Sharice. Hey, I'm your co-host, Andrea. Sharice, today we're talking season four, episode three, entitled Brothers. This is a little bit of a mouthful. This episode was written by Rick Berman, but directed by Rob Bowman. (laughs) It sounds to me (laughs) a lot like the same kind of name. (laughs) So here's the plot, and then I want to hear your initial thoughts on this. A misguided prank between two young brothers exposes the younger of them to a toxic parasite that cannot be treated aboard the Enterprise. But Dr. Crusher is able to stabilize him while the ship sets out for a starbase that can cure him. Meanwhile, Lieutenant Commander Data suddenly begins to behave strangely and sets the Enterprise on a different course, locking everyone out of command functions. Bum, bum, bum. (laughs) That was a pretty good bum, bum, bum. Like not just your, yeah, your skills were fantastic. (laughs) <laughs> and also in the episode, like that was a good spot to to kind of like cut it where you're like, um, what's going on with data? Yeah. Anybody? Also, Anybody? also <laughs> there's a medical crisis that is like urgently like time sensitive. Right. So. Right. Which is kind of like, time. which is definitely like a season one throwback. Right. It's like we have not forgotten the roots of crazy infection while, you know, as a B plot while something else is going on. So definitely, we're all the way on season four and we're still doing that. Yep. <laughs> also, I mean, my, my initial thoughts are, oh, cool. This is like the data and lore and union suing episode. And then for really like the B plot, who fucking cares? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just couldn't care less. None of those children was remotely like sympathetic looking to me. I was like, I don't really, I wanna. think little, little Willie Potts was adorable, but that like, I mean, just like visually, like if he didn't talk or have any roles, it was just like, oh, look at his cute little <laughs> face. he just had a cute face. But yeah, as far as the B plot, it was just, it was not very endearing or my heart wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is so important. What, yeah. what are you doing? I was just kind of like, all right, well, I mean, they're going to get to Starbase eventually. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll be fine. Yeah. It didn't have, it didn't have enough of a big question mark for me where it actually made yes. me freak out. And maybe that would have made a difference, but maybe not because I don't really know why that was necessary for this episode of data getting hijacked, I guess, because they had to they couldn't just let him do what he was doing because there was a time sensitive medical emergency. Yeah. But I just, I don't feel like we needed a B plot. I feel like this alone could have been like, what is going on with data? Exactly. Why can't we get out? Like that could have been enough. Exactly. Okay. A couple of episodes from now is, uh, is uh, one of my like top five favorites is remember me when um, Dr. Crusher gets like trapped in that static warp bubble and everybody's disappearing. I don't even think I could be wrong, but I don't think there is a B plot. It's like, that is enough. Mm-hmm. data and lore and Dr. Soong and data like hijacking the enterprise and any, like, nobody can get enough. access. Like mm-hmm. that is more than enough. I don't care about these little boys at all. And I feel like they were, <laughs> they were placed in because they're kind of like bookends. You see them at the beginning, you see them at the end and you sprinkle them a little bit in the middle just to remember that, oh yeah, there are kids in this episode. But I feel like they were smashed in this story because it's all about brothers and it's supposed mm-hmm. to be about data and lore's relationship. And so this is some kind of parallel between these two human boys and their relationships so that data yeah. can learn from them or something. But again, as we said, not necessary. Right. Absolutely not necessary. Do you have any initial thoughts beyond that? 
Yes. Um, my initial thoughts when it started was, oh my gosh, this is the one where data meets his dad. And I was so excited. <laughs> like I, I was so excited because I, I, you know, data is my favorite character and this is a big moment. Oh, is where- he? Yes, mm-hmm, he is. <laughs> this is a really big moment where he meets his dad. There's another episode. I forget which season where he meets his mom and it all started with, oh, meeting I love his- that episode. Yeah, that's too. a good episode. I like that episode probably like 10 times better than this episode. Um, and then, you know, there was the original episode when we met his brother. So it's just fun kind of seeing Data's family. And I feel like that about all of them. Like it's yeah. fun meeting Yar's sister or like, I mean, it's not really fun meeting Troy's mom, but it's fun meeting the different mm. characters. Of the ba- yeah. But if Troy had like a brother or sister or, or cousin yes. or something, it'd be like, yes. what? Like I would yeah. love to see Troy's little sister or something or big sister. It'd be like so great. Yeah. It's like when you work with somebody for a long time and you're like, you have brothers. How did mm. I never know that? It's like mm. one of those kind of things. Or you meet now- their mom or something or their dad and you're like, ah, okay. I see it now. You know, yes. like this is where you get everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, I did a little bit of background reading that, um, this episode wasn't originally written to have lore in it at all, but because like the writers and the director were all kind of like bouncing ideas and they're like, okay, we've got our script. Let's sort of start like rehearsing and, you know, talking about this. They felt that it was kind of flat because then it became the two boys in sick bay and data, just like finding his dad. Mm-hmm. but having lore come back into the equation. We haven't seen him since like season one with the crystalline entity mm-hmm. or maybe early season two. I don't remember which episode it is. Like, mm-hmm. it's so good. It's so good. Let me say that lore was my favorite part of this whole episode. Like well, lore is like so down. amazing and scary and just great. Like such a great character and like so much range in Brent Spiner's acting that you don't usually get to see. Oh my word. Like lore was the best yes. part. Like without lore, this whole episode would have been trash. Like I wouldn't have wanted any of it. Mm-hmm. See, I'm going to disagree with you only a little bit. I I do agree with you on that. But actually, my favorite part of this whole episode was watching Data like lock everybody out of command functions. (laughs) And it's like, bum, 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 bum. You know, they're in engineering trying to like subroutine their way around. Mm -hmm. And he's mimicking Picard's voice and all that. I'm like, oh, this is so fucking cool. (laughs) That was great. Okay, let's get into the episode because like that, that was so great. And it's like, it's these dangers of AI that we never see with data. Almost all sci-fi shows that AI will turn on you and become evil and try to kill everybody. Yeah. Data is the exception to that rule. He's never been anything threatening or dangerous. Lore is not the exception to the rule. Um, oh my God. But, yeah. but he tried to kill people out of like spite and envy, like very human emotions. He didn't try yes. to kill people because AIs are superior, blah, blah, even though that's what he said. He did it from yeah. human motivations. So here we see how dangerous data could really be if he ever fell into the wrong hands, um, oh which is God, kind of fun yeah. because data is such like a, a boy scout. So yes. what were your initial thoughts? Sorry. I think we missed that. Oh, that's okay. I mean, my initial thoughts were like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is like the Nunyan Sum. Okay. But you know, honestly, the episode is just so much better than I remembered mm-hmm. that I, I had to keep pausing to be like, oh yeah, I should probably write some notes down because I was just sitting there, like just watching the episode um, and not you know, when we review an episode for the podcast, it's a lot of like searching for background information, deep Mm -hmm. dives, pausing every 10 seconds to like, kind of make some notes. Mm -hmm. This was just like, I'd watch for like 10 minutes at a time and be like, oh crap, I don't have any notes. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Because it is, it's a really fun watch. Um, Okay. So opening up this little boy is being frog marched by counselor Troy to see commander Riker over this Mm -hmm. accidental poisoning of his younger brother. In like the observation lounge that's been, that has mood lighting. It's super dark. Sure does. So incredibly intimidating. I would be intimidated as a grown woman being walked into that room with 
Riker standing at the end of this long table and me sitting down with Troy standing behind my back. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, where the F is this kid's parents? Like, why is he being treated like this? And then they explain that the parents are on sabbatical and mm-hmm. Riker has agreed to let the kids stay on board as long as they behave or something like that. And I was like, um, where are these parents still? Like, I, I need to fire them because what are you talking about? You went on sabbatical. What are you? T- this is you a starship. You take yeah. your kids back to earth and drop them off with your sister or your mom or something or grandparents. You yeah. You don't leave them on the freaking flagship. That's meeting Borg and Klingons yeah, every way, two days. By the way, two weeks ago, we were battling the fucking Borg and they're like, well, I don't know, like, seems fine. <laughs> Better not leave them on the Lalo or like any other ship that like got destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, Like I was like, what do you mean they're like the effing tox utat? They're on sabbatical while their kids stay on the freaking flagship fighting into like, what the heck that I I don't know why. I don't think we needed that. I think we needed parents on this ship that bothered me probably more than anything else in this episode. So I was like, why are there kids that are just completely unaccompanied? There's no one watching them. And they're, and they're little, he's like, what is he like 12 and the other kids six or nine and six or something. They're like tiny. And yeah. And you know, Ford just ran amok two weeks ago and now here they are running around playing. And I was just really irritated by that. And then, you know, they're like, what did you do? And they make him go through all of it. And they're like, get him out of my sight kind of a thing. And I'm just like, this kid is already traumatized from all this stuff. And now we have this you dressing down. Helping. You guys yeah, not helping. This total dressing down by Riker. Absolutely. And so the general gist of it was they were taking shore leave on this planet. These boys were playing with these like basically like Nerf guns. <clears throat> and the older brother was like, wow, your Nerf gun looks so like realistic. And put these little like blood pouches. The little, what do they call them? Those mm-hmm. little explodey things that they use mm-hmm. in the movies. And basically like made squibs? his younger brother. Yeah, squibs. Basically made his younger brother feel like think he killed him. Mm-hmm. And then while this little boy is running around distressed AF thinking he just murdered his brother, he stops to eat a fucking coconut or something <laughs> and like gets this parasite. And I was like, that doesn't sound like something anybody would do if you think you accidentally just killed your mm-hmm. family member. Unless he ran away and was hiding for a long time, or like days or something. Or, or, or even, like I mean, he's a little hours. kid. So even hours, even like four hours to a little kid to a six year old would be like seven days. Yeah. yeah. So so we Maybe. got this like deadly parasite mm-hmm. that the enterprise can't cure, That's but they're like, we contagious. got him. Yes. We can stabilize him and he's in quarantine and get him out of my sight. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to get to a star base as soon as possible because we only have at this point in the episode, we have like 48 hours mm-hmm. um, and the, the clock is ticking. So I have to say like, that was a really awful prank. And I yeah, have been, I have been involved in a prank like that once. Cause my friend convinced what? me, I know it's awful. He's, he's like a big prankster. And he was like, please, please, please. It's going to be so funny. Like, so I was like, okay, fine, I guess. And I felt so bad because everybody in the room who we pranked was not happy. Nobody laughed except for the main guy. And I felt so guilty. I still feel guilty. Even telling the story, I feel guilty. Wait so a I minute. Can- Wait a minute. Now, what was this prank? He like, um, he like pretended like he was giving me like a, an adjustment of my neck, but then he had me like squeeze a water bottle when he turned my neck. So it sounded like all the bones crunched. Oh my God. Yeah. And then he, and then everybody was like, Oh my God. And it was like, no, 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 no. It's just a joke. It's just a joke. And then everybody like stormed out pissed, which is yeah, very fair. Super valid. (laughs) Yeah. He was just like, it's going to be funny. Please, please, please. Like, come on, just do it with me. I need somebody else. Like, it's going to be great. Like I've done this before. It's such a funny prank. And I was like, well, I mean, okay. And, um, I was really stupid because Jesus, it yeah, wasn't that... funny. 
And it's just like this, like if you trick your six-year-old brother to think that he shot you and killed you, it's not actually that funny. Not funny. Turns out not hilarious. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I just had such like, you know, flashbacks to my own youthful indiscretions and it's a horrible decision. And that's why I don't, (laughs) and you know, what's funny. It's the first time I've ever pranked anybody. And the last time I've ever pranked anybody, because I personally don't (laughs) like pranking people because I don't think it's nice. Like it's, it's one thing to joke with people, but it's another thing to prank people. I always think it's mean, but I was like, well, I mean, you know, he was really begging me. And so I did. And that was my bad. I feel like that's such a like narcissistic thing to be like, I am going to make people feel really uncomfortable or scared Mm-hmm. or unpleasantly surprised and it's going to be hilarious it's like yes for you right but you're also but not like for anybody else. a lot of other people feel really shitty so like what the fuck are you actually yeah no it's yeah. like what is so, this the 80s like we're not pranking anymore yeah it's a little it's a little sociopathic but yeah for sure you know, this is also how people learn that's how i learned to never prank ever again yeah and that's how this boy learned to never and this prank is how ever and this again. is how willie learned to never eat alien coconuts ever again mm-hmm. um, only so, eat things from the replicator yep that's it so Data is taking Jake back to his quarters or back to sick bay to like see his brother. And as they're in the turbo lift, suddenly Data starts doing this like blink and he's not responding to right. Jake, the brother. And he stops talking and suddenly. And poor he, little Jake. He's all he's like, like, hello. He's like, hello? I know you're mad at me, but please talk to me. Like, oh, it has nothing. Oh, to my do God. With I and can, then Data I just storms out. That. Yeah, right. And then Data just walks out and leaves him in the turbo lift by himself. And he's not going to get off on the bridge because, you know, how Picard rolls. So he just stays right there and you're like, oh, he's, he's totally like, like, I guess I'll just, what do I do now adult to like, take me? Yeah. Do I just stand away? here? Do I yeah. keep well, going where I was supposed to go? Um, this is why his parents should be on this effing ship. This is why get the fuck off sabbatical. Okay. And parent your child or drop them off with grandparents, whatever. Don't so, leave them on the flagship. No, don't, do don't even leave them on like the Cerritos. Like don't just don't, no. just don't leave your kids behind. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, so Data suddenly like jumps to the comms and starts plotting a new a new heading for the Enterprise, and you know Crusher and Riker and Worf are all like, "What is going on? What is going on? Like we we did not plan this." And Picard's like, "Commander Data, can you explain what's going on?" And and Data does not respond, which Mm -hmm. I was like, "Rut row." Yep, he can't hear anybody. Can't hear anybody, and. As they're like, okay, let's, you know, like override and reset. Suddenly life support fails on the bridge and everybody's got to evacuate. And, plans and to it meet turns out they have an evacuation plan, which is neat. I was, I thought of that too. I was like, look at that. You guys actually know what to do. Cool. It was like, it's no one plan, freaked out. Plan alpha go. And it was like, okay. Like it was, just- yeah, that was super cool. So, so if you haven't seen this episode yet, um, go ahead and give it a watch and then come back here. Cause we definitely want to hear, you know, we want you, you to be thinking about whether or not you agree with our crazy theories. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was so cool because I expected people to be like, wait, what the heck? Why is wh- it's leaving? And usually people scramble when that happens yes. on a ship. They're like, yeah. everybody get out. Go, 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 go. You yeah, know, Jordy maneuver over here, like <laughs> rolling under the blast door, <laughs> jumping in the turbo lift. But no, they were just calmly like they all moved to corners of the bridge. They looked at each other, nodded and turned around and walked through the turb, like walked through the door and everybody exited in their own different directions, which I thought yes. was neat. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why they all went in different directions, but it just looks so coordinated and practiced and everyone kept their head. And then data waits for everybody to be gone. And he looks around all suspiciously and then he turns around and goes back to what he was doing. Yes. He Which I thought was thinking captain, life support. Ca- captain is the last person off the bridge. He nodded to data and was like, okay, let's get in the turbo lift. Except mm-hmm. that data wasn't responding to you like eight seconds ago. So, mm, but he looked he like lo- he was part of the plan when he got up and walked to his station or walked to the I guess, corner. I guess so. I guess like so. And who would ever doubt data? 
whatever does yeah, he's going to do hey, exactly that's true. what he's supposed to do. Exactly. So Data pretends to leave and he doesn't. And he jumps back on the comm or back at the little science station and starts pushing all kinds of buttons. <laughs> he's doing the little data head jerk thing, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the team realizes once Data does not show up in main engineering that like Data must be behind this. Exactly. So you're like, Data's the last person we would ever think of, but it has to be Data because when they said computer, where's Data? It's like Data's in the main bridge still. And they're like, uh, okay, let's get back in there immediately. Mm-hmm. And at the same but moment- But Data's like five steps ahead of them. He's yes. already locked out access. Only access commands can be given like from the bridge, you know, Picard Alpha 2 or whatever. And here's something I thought. Data security clearance is alpha one and Picard's is alpha two. And I was like, wouldn't Picard be the no high? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wouldn't his be like first priority and, and data's would be like second priority or third part. Anyway, to be fair, they're always like alpha one, like data. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's Picard alpha security one, codes. Janeway alpha fucking one. Yeah. The security likes alpha one. Like kinda, <laughs> mm-hmm. they're not that they're not super secure, it's but like I guess crusher alpha one mm-hmm. <laughs> crusher alpha one. There's nothing connected to that security code. Jake you have Potts. access to nothing. Alpha one. Yeah. But <laughs> so Data's doing all this stuff. We find out that Data can perfectly mim- mimic Picard's voice and have and therefore has all the same access that Picard has, which is total access because it's his freaking ship. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's scary. I didn't know Data could do that. I didn't know he could make a perfect replica of somebody's voice. So that's new. And then he comes up with this like, crazy long and i think this is actually a little bit later but this crazy long lockout code yeah that no one else like could ever figure out seven digit lockout code the yeah. longest password in the history of passwords i don't even think a computer today would accept a password that long yeah it was like 37 characters well um, it would need it would need like a number and an exclamation point <laughs> like it's a special character data can't just be numbers um but yeah absolutely it is he completely locks them out and everything that the senior staff tries to do is thwarted completely. They send like Worf and Riker to crawl through some Jeffrey's tubes and suddenly you hear the like, like force field and like, sound Aww. and Riker goes, what the hell was that? And I'm like, Riker, don't you know what that is? You know what that is, buddy. Like <laughs> if you we all know the force now, field sound. <laughs> that's what we call a force field and you're yes. going to be able to keep crawling. So then Picard's like, you know what? Forget this. Um, we're going to do a saucer separation, which I think would be their fourth time using it ever. Season four, mm-hmm. that would be their fourth time using it. Mm-hmm. So he's like, we're going to do a saucer separation. We're just going to separate the part that has only data in it. And we'll take the rest of the ship and we'll circle back around and we'll just tractor beam that bad boy. Like we're, we're, I'm done playing this game. And yeah. Wesley's like, but sir, we're at like nine warp 9.4. I know what warp we're at. Don't tell exactly. me. Shut yeah. up Wesley. And you're like, oh, still doing that, huh? <laughs> Even with your uniform, we're still doing that. So he's just like, sir, yes, sir. You know, I'm just saying there's a little bit of deathiness to this plan is what, yeah. he, what, what he was thinking in his head, but he didn't say that out loud. He's just, sir, yes, sir. So we're like, oh, snap, we're going to have another saucer separation. Let's see what happens. And the next thing you know, it's like data's like, doop, 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 saucer separation sequence canceled. I was yep. like, oh, like, <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. So then they're like, you know what? And then Picard's like, you know what? Make sure to cancel site to site transport because wherever we're going, I do not want data to be able to get off of this ship because he's taking us somewhere. So cancel that. And so, um, O'Brien's like, okay, got it. Do, 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 do. And somehow data doesn't manage to, to knock that clock off. It. Like he yeah, doesn't, to, he doesn't clock it that like, he, does, been, yeah, he doesn't lock that deleted. out in time. Cause he goes to do a site to site transport. And then it's like, eh, eh, yeah, it doesn't work. And for whatever reason, him even being, you know, having the captain's full authority, he can't fix. Yes. That. By the way, a couple of things to note. 
the music is different every time there's a data scene where he's on the bridge, hmm. um, which I thought was, it's a little bit more suspenseful, like string music. Um, and then also, did you notice like the lights are like totally dimmed uh, on the bridge? So he's by himself on the bridge um, and like the lights are all lowered and it just looks super cool and like very isolated and like more intimate. Like mm-hmm. it's this darker setting. It's just data. It's mm-hmm. so freaking cool. I love it. You know, I wonder if, and maybe we can look back at this. I wonder if one of the two people responsible for this episode also did the two shorter season. Cause remember there's a lot of darkness in that episode. Oh, yeah, and we also right. had the old guy makeup. And in this right. episode, Riker starts out in this super dark observation lounge. There's no reason for that room to be so dark. There's just no reason, but it starts out with a really dark room. And then data's in this really dark place. And then it's kind of like this, you know, for drama. Yes. So I yeah. wonder if there's a connection there. We also have old guy makeup in this one as well. So, yes. Well, all this is basically fruitless because data gets them to a planet that we haven't seen before and tries to do the site to site transport, but that's been knocked out. So he does this really cool, like cascading force field mm-hmm. to get himself to transporter room one, which by the way, he says, computer, show me like the, the quickest route to transporter room one, which I was like, you're an Android and you've been serving for a few years here. I feel like you would probably know mm-hmm. the quickest route, but whatever, like the graphic on the main view screen was very cool. Mm-hmm. And he finally gets to the transporter room, but like, and it's so cool how he does it too, because as he's walking, force fields are bouncing off. Yeah. Force fields are closing behind him. So anyone chasing behind him bounces off the force field, but then in front of him, force fields are opening so that no one Mm -hmm. can follow him. It's like he set up all these different, um, invisible doors. And then he gets to, um, the transporter room, which is where he was going. Worf is there with the security team and they're blocking the door. So he just, create some kind of force field in front of them that keeps pushing them back. Yeah. So it's like a force field appears. They step back a few, a few like feet scrolls. and then another force field yeah. appears yeah. and they step back a few feet. And I was like, okay, that's dope. We haven't seen that before either where somebody no. just like manipulates force fields. Like a rolling force field. A rolling yeah. force field. And then he walks into the transporter room and then Riker pops out with O'Brien and who knows who else who was standing a security on the guard, yeah. pad. This like has gone hiding. far enough. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they weren't just in the room, why they were on the transporter pad, but it did make it very much more dramatic where they mm-hmm. pop out and they're like, that's it. You know, stop right there, Data. And Data's just like, Pshoom, and puts up another force field right in front of them so yeah. they can't get out. <laughs> and then he just goes, doop, 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 and reactivates site-to-site transport and beams himself off. And you're like, yeah. whoa, how did yeah, everybody get out of their force fields? That he, was awesome. Data clearly went to like the Roga Daynar University course for like <laughs> oh, force right. field ex- execution or something. A force field harmonics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now for four easy installments of 3885, <laughs> you too. He's, he he took like an online course. Force field manipulator. <laughs> he mm-hmm. took like Roka Daynar's online course. And he, he bought his ebook. It, clearly, he did because it would. That was really cool. Yeah, he really did. So he's very easily able to like manipulate some chips and get himself off the Enterprise. And Data beams down to like this jungle planet and into a house which looks like a house of a scientist, judging by all the vials, vials and the bubbling shit. Mm-hmm. And this old man tells Data like, "You're right on time." And we're like, well, what? And Data still isn't talking, mm-hmm. still seems to like not know what he's doing there. Mm-hmm. And he fiddles with Data's comm badge. So this is the first time we ever see the interior of a comm badge. I think the only time. And he does some like dental tweaking, <laughs> removes some <laughs> cavities or something. I'm not sure. And suddenly Data's like, how did I get here? And Data's have, back all of a sudden. Yeah, I have no memory of how I got here. So it turns out he totally blacked out. 
yep. when um when and we find out later on that Noonien Sung activated a homing beacon that was going to bring data from wherever he was in the galaxy, bring him to his house so that he could talk to him. And for some reason, part of Soong's design meant that data would not have a memory of that part. So yes. he just blacked out and he just wakes up and all of a sudden he's in some jungle house with some old guy sticking something in his mouth. Yeah. Which nobody wants that. Nobody <laughs> wants that. Yeah. Suddenly he's in a jungle house with some old guy sticking stuff in his mouth. Nobody wants the that. Worst scenario <laughs> you could ever come up with ever. So he's just like, where, how did I get here? Who are you? And then, you know, <sighs> even data needs counseling after this one. Like, <laughs> this is rough. <laughs> And there he was, this old guy leaning over me and putting things in my mouth. Like, oh bad. dear. Oh bad. God. I'm going to stop bad. our session right here, Data. Mm-hmm. Come back we next Troy. week. We need yeah. Troy. <laughs> but so meanwhile, the team cannot still regain any control of the Enterprise, but they do they have manage some... to all escape from the trans from the um, force fields. So that's yes. nice. Yeah, that is nice. And they do actually get sensor access again. So they're like, okay, there's one human on the surface of the planet. And Picard's like, we need to track that human down because I think they have the answer to a lot of questions mm-hmm. we have right now. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, there's also a small ship coming into the atmosphere as well. No life signs. And it's like, oh my God. Right. So we know being super fans of the show that that's lore. But if yep. you had never seen this episode before, that'd be very curious. Like, what do you mean a shuttle is landing with no life signs? How yes. is the shuttle landing? Where is it coming from? Who's, whose is it? What is going on right now? So many yeah. questions. Plus, there's a so boy dying questions. in sick bay. So we got to get out of here. I mean, I mean, there's also that. Yeah. But <laughs> there. Yes. So we realized that the old man is Dr. Nguyen Sung, who everybody had thought died at the, the crystalline, crystalline entity, entity. Like yeah. everybody else on that colony. And I love that Sung says, I've never lived anywhere without having like an escape plan, basically. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like, like, like a never... paranoid scientific genius in the world, right? Fantastic. I'm here for it. Cause I'm like, where's my escape routes. Right. But right. I love how he says like, I never thought though, that I'd be escaping from like a giant snowball, a giant snowflake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah a, giant a giant killer snowflake. snowflake. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, well, but there you go. And I was like, that's pretty funny. So yeah, as soon as data are talking about like the past and the future and what it means to be human and all this other shit, mm-hmm. somebody walks in and there it is. It's lore. And lore is also like in a blackout. Mm-hmm. He just steps in mm-hmm. and data is like, Hey, I thought we ejected him like into space after the crystalline entity situation, mm-hmm. but here he is. Mm-hmm. Also, he's wearing a pack led uniform, which is so awesome. So awesome. By he the way, great. he really does. The pack led costume that Brent Spiner wore in this episode as lore was auctioned off in 2006 for $225,000. Wow. I'm so in the <laughs> wrong business. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Like, I would have, I could have given you a cool 25 bucks and that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's I, I'm, it. I'm sure that that costume actually costs quite a bit because there's so much fabric in it and so much detail. Yes. And I'm sure it took a while to make, even though they're, you know, professionals, they do this every day. Um, but I believe it. That was, that was a, an epic costume. It was. So Laura walks in, he's blacked out. And so Soong starts to, you know, stick that screwdriver in his mouth to reactivate him. And Data's going, please, please don't Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm telling you, he's done so many terrible things. We had to eject him from the ship. He tried to kill everybody. He killed everybody on the colony. He's the one who brought in the crystalline entity. He's trying to tell Soong this. And Soong is just not hearing any of it. He's like, shush, 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 shush. No, 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 no. Like, I can control him. I can control him. It's like, but yeah, he'll listen to me. He always has. And he's not the evil android you think he is and i mean soon plays a really convincing father figure to yes. both of them because neither yes. of them can do any wrong 
They're both his good boys. And if there's anything, you know, off about them, it's because he, he explains it away. Well, Lord didn't have the same upbringing as you, or he didn't yeah. have the same programming or basically, you know, he was bitten by a dog as a child. And so it's okay that he tried to kill the entire colony with the crystalline entity and succeeded. Yeah. it's okay. Yeah. You there's, know, and you're just like, it's very, yeah, it's very classic parenting where you're like, for the most part, pretty blind to like mm-hmm. your children's transgression. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's not awesome. And but so, yeah, you know, and it's interesting too, because another fatherly part is he talks to data before, right before lore shows up about how he's disappointed that data decided to go into Starfleet. Yeah. And Data's just like, well, you know, they were the ones who rescued me from where you left me, fool. No, he didn't say that part. But (laughs) on that plinth. (laughs) Yes. On that plinth, on that planet that had nothing, not even bacteria in the soil. Yeah. But what Jordy was officially the smallest living thing on that planet. (laughs) (laughs) So he he says, you know, they were the ones who rescued me. So I kind of, you know, I I kind of baby ducked to them. I connected to them and I just want to work for that, that organization. And Sung is just like, well, that's, that's kind of disappointing. So he's like, what career would you have wanted me to have? And he's like, well, I would have loved for you to be a scientist, maybe a cyberneticist. And he's like, ah, so to follow in your footsteps. Well, guess what, dad, if you wanted him to follow in your footsteps, you shouldn't have left him stranded on that planet. Yep. going to be hard for him to follow in your footsteps if he can't make footsteps because he's not activated. So your footsteps, by the way, are completely blown away. So it's not like he even had a model for, yeah. So I was kind of like, eh, I'm not, I'm not loving this guy as a father, I have to say, because his thing with lore and his thing with data. And then we find out later as lore and lore, oh, like, this is why I'm saying lore was just such a great character to watch in this. So episode. complex. Oh. So and complex. Yeah, the emotions of just like the betrayal and the, the pain and the fear. And then when data finds out that he lied to him, lore told him that he was a lesser Android and all this other stuff. And he was just like, okay. Like he just believed it like a little brother. Yes. Would. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Little brother would believe anything. His big brother said. And then for Sung to be like, no, none of that's true. And he's like, wait a minute, you lied. It was like, of course, Laura lied. That's all he does. But that whole relationship was really fun to watch. And Laura was just like, I could feel his pain and his confusion, especially the scene where he's saying, why didn't you just fix me? Why did you make data? Why didn't you just fix me? It was in within Ugh, your so much power yeah. to fix me. And yeah. I was like, that's a good point, Sung. Yeah. Uh, what you got to say about that? On to you. Like, yeah. Well, it was easier to make a new one because I wasn't really sure what all was wrong with you. So I just made a new one that didn't have all those problems. But later on, I was going to come back and fix you. I was like, yeah, I'm not. That's not a very good explanation. And I would no. still be pissed. Just like, no, Laura. no, like, I'm not and like Laura. Laura has such a complex relationship with Dr. Sung. And my God, I know that it's Brent Spiner playing all three characters. Mm-hmm. I know that. And mm-hmm even knowing it, I don't, I can't see it. Mm-hmm. Like in my mind's eye, like when I'm watching the show, I'm like, data is data. And but lore, lore is, so totally is, different. is completely different. And holy shit, what range Brent Spiner, by the way, because he's hurt. He's angry. It's complicated. He's There's jealous, a lot of, he's bitter. Jealous. Yes, yes, yes. All of it. And you can see all it in every it. word he says, you can feel all those emotions. And there's, um, there's, uh, there was a, sh- uh, like a behind the scenes thing I watched at some point where Brent Spiner was talking about when they approached him to play Nunyan Sung. And he was like, how am I going to play an old guy? Like, how, well, I don't know who this person is. And when he saw kind of like the makeup they were going to do and the outfit and stuff, it just kind of came to him of who this yeah. person was. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, okay, I got it. I know who this person is. So he's playing three people at one yeah. time in yep. pretty much the half of this episode. Yep. But it doesn't seem like one person at mm. all. It seems like three distinct no. people with, backstories and 
just completely different. Completely, completely different. Yes. And I will say this old guy makeup is really good. The too short a season. I hate it, obviously, but like this one is really, really great. So I have Um, so many thoughts on that makeup because like, you know how I am with the makeups. So I, first of all, I, so I don't love this makeup. And I think the reason I don't love this makeup is because it just doesn't look good in HD, but had it been, you know, 30 years ago or whatever on the, on the blurry screens, it would have looked spectacular. I have to say compared to too short a season, it's a million times better. Like in that one, they, they put some fake head on the guy that was like three times bigger than a regular head. And they paint, I don't don't know what they were doing, but here it's the same size as his regular head. They put the prosthetics on his actual face. They have so much incredible attention to detail. The hands are wrinkled. Yes. The hands are like gnarled. Yeah. Gnarled. There's liver spots up through the scalp. Um, there's veins popping through the skin. I mean, they got the veins people like, yes, it was the detail was really, really incredible, but I didn't love how it looked just because it was like the close-ups were too close. You know, it was just, yes. it was too yeah, clear. Yeah. And there was one scene where Soong is talking to data. They're sitting face to face and he raises his hand to say something. And I could see where his hand was like a glove and there was like a oh. hole in it. <laughs> and I, was oh, like, I didn't Aw. see that. <laughs> I was like, Oh, but it was like, what? It was like for a fraction of a second. And then he just left that hand down for the rest of the scene. And I was like, somebody must have seen that and been like, uh, just use your left hand and just use your left hand. <laughs> um, but it was it was right like underneath the thumb. So you wouldn't you wouldn't have seen it in all the other scenes where he's you see the top of his hand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I will say the makeup job was so much better than too short a season. Oh my yeah, gosh, so much better. But also now, like too, yeah, too close. <laughs> they did they did say that uh in my reading that the makeup artists specifically made some extra like cranial projections mm. uh, because they wanted to show that like Dr. Sung is like a superhuman that has like a larger brain yeah. than most other humans. So I was like, okay, you know, sure. I can, I can, I'll go that? with that. Did he have a bigger yeah. head? He did. He had huh. kind of these like bumps that kind of projected out a little further, oh, but I didn't, I didn't notice it until after I had read that. So I was like, oh, okay. Is that even but, real? I hear that all the time on, on TV. Is that even real? I feel like that's not real. What? That a bigger head makes you a bigger brain makes you smarter. No, no it does. not sounds really dumb, it, but it I've heard not. it a lot. It does not. It's actually, it was, as far as my understanding goes, it's the wrinkles in the brain. The like mm, more wrinkled the brain is, the more, the more storage um, power, storage power. Mm-hmm. Cause there's more surface area. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Then just like a smooth circular. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. 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 That um, makes more sense because I was like, then, you know, elephants would be way smarter. Like I, exactly. I we're just, missing something yeah, here. Yeah. Blue whales. Okay. Yeah. Their brain is like the size of my bedroom. Sure. The more, you so, know. Yeah. <laughs> Cue the rainbow. So, okay. At this point, Lore is like, fuck this shit. I'm out of here because he is not having any of this with the jealousy and the sadness and the hurt. Mm-hmm. And he storms out or he's going to storm out. And Dr. Singh is like, wait, wait, there, I, I can answer questions for you, whatever you need. And, and you won't have a chance again. Cause I'm dying. And it's like, Arr. right. And data's and, just like, that's interesting. Yes. And Lore's and, like, what? No, you're it, fine. It, you're fine. You look fine. You can't be yes, dying. And you're just like, exactly. Oh, See, whoa, like highlighting the complexity oh of that God. relationship. Like you have so much hurt towards this man mm-hmm. and you also don't are want like, him to die. Yes. You're devastated that he's, he's dying. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's so really, human. really sad. It's so human, yeah. right? That was again, like this range is beautiful, but that's, that's why I love seeing lore in this because um, that is so human that we have a lot of strife and bitterness uh, against our parents, for example, we might have, but at the same time, there are parents, 
mm-hmm. and we might also love them and not want to lose them. Now, that's not true for every relationship, obviously. And we that's what we see between Data and Sung and Laura mm-hmm. and Sung. They have different relationships with their father completely. Yeah. But to see the way that Laura is just like broken at that and he's just like refusing to believe it, which is like any child would if they love their parent is like, no, yeah. no, no, you're not going to die. You're never going to die. You're going to live forever. You're going to be fine. And Data, because he has no ability for emotions, he's just like, oh, that's interesting. Like it's just like okay, yes. you're gonna die. Like I get it. Like when mm-hmm. are you gonna die? You know what are the, what are the facts and figures? Um, and you see, Laura's just heartbroken, and you're like, okay, what is gonna happen after this? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's it's really hard to watch because not two minutes ago he was like, why didn't you just fix me? I was mm-hmm. fine the way I am, and you could have just fixed me, and instead mm-hmm. you made a whole other copy that you love more. And then it's mm-hmm. like I'm dying. It's like wait, what? What? It's really it's intensely human. And mm-hmm. I loved seeing lore doing this and Brent Spiner, like let's golf clap him because mm-hmm. this is some like amazing shit. So we finally find out that the whole reason that Dr. Sung has summoned data and he didn't summon lore because he didn't know that lore had been like reactivated reassembled. Um, yeah. Because he left lore back on the, he was okay. Lore was back on the planet with data as well. Data was yes. laying on a plinth, like an offering to the gods. Yes. Yes. And I don't know why he put him there. Cause they, when, when we get to the episode with data's mom, they talk about how data's mom didn't want to take him. So mm-hmm. then she made, she made Sung leave him, but it still doesn't make sense that they would leave him on a plinth and not just leave him back. In like the where the crystalline entity could have just where the crystalline entity, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And destroyed all their work. So that doesn't really totally track, but lore was way back in some super dope looking laboratory in all pieces. in pieces. Yeah. So there's no way that Sung could have known that lore had been reassembled by data, reactivated yeah. by data and the enterprise. Yeah. And then, you know, set free into the world because of their, you know, the issues that data had with lore when lore tried to kill everybody with crystalline Enter- yes. enterprise. So yes. he's like, I had no idea that you were reassembled. I had no idea. And for some reason, Sung has never gone back Right. Entity is long gone. I think he had been on that plinth. I think data been on that plinth for like 20 years when mm-hmm. they found him. He never went back. <laughs> so he's like, I'm so sor- sorry, Laura. I didn't know that you were activated or I would have done something for you too. I only yeah. knew about data because I'd you know, been following his career in Starfleet. Yeah. So I create, I spent all these last years working really, really hard, making an emotion chip for data. So he could basically be more like lore. So he could yeah. be more human. And so he could actually feel things. Yeah. But and he said so, also like more simple, like more simple emotions in lore because the highly complicated emotions are, it's like what, that's, what's like fucking lore up and making mm-hmm. him like a psychopath. Yeah. yeah. Something's making him a psychopath. Jesus so apparently Christ, this, never. Is, this is just going to give data emotions. It's basically going to make him human. Like he's always wanted. And Laura, you can just, you can just feel his like ridiculous amount of jealousy mm-hmm. burning underneath the surface, but he puts this big fake smile on and goes, I'm really happy for you, brother. This is lovely. This is so great. And Data's like, I very much doubt your sincerity. <laughs> like yeah. he's just like, I don't, I don't think you're really happy for me. And he's like, oh, nonsense. Yeah. I'm so happy. And you're like, wow, Sung, you, you didn't see that either? That yeah, Lord would didn't see not this be coming? happy about this. Why did you keep him here? You told him, hey, you can't leave. I have questions for you. I'm dying. This is gonna be your last chance, or I have answers for you. Yeah. What did you answer? You didn't answer anything for Laura. Nothing. You didn't you just you gave yeah, him no you, reason to stay. You let a killer in the house and like lock the door behind him to be like, and then now you're a, trapped in here. And then with gave us. him another reason to kill you. Right? This is the whole reason why he's pissed at you, is because of your favorite favoritism towards data. This is why Dr. Sung would never survive in the slasher movie. He'd be like, I'll lock myself <laughs> in the basement with the killer. Wait, why are you trying to listen to me? me? 
Yeah. Listen to me. He always has. <laughs> he got bit by a dog. That's why as, as a youth. <laughs> anyway. So at this point, data is being given this emotion chip in like a panel in his neck that opens up, which is such okay, so, cool special effects. So then this part, right before, right before that new Soong is like, okay, here's the emotion chip. I'm going to insert it into you. It's a very simple procedure, but I'm tired. So I'm going to take a nap first. And I was like, false. Uh, That's dumb. If it's such a simple procedure, just do it right now. By it's the way, like, it took like five seconds. You open up a panel, slide it in like a fucking debit card and shut the goddamn panel. And he's seriously good. like, that's it wasn't it. like, it wasn't like heart surgery where you have to pull yeah. out the right valve and all this stuff. It was like, you pushed a button, open his neck, slept it in, closed his neck, done. Yeah. You could have done that before you took it. Yeah. You, you could control, delete that puppy and reboot him. And he's good. That's yeah. It. So, so Noonien Soong's um, fatigue really screwed him yep. because he decided to take a little nap. And so Laura once again deactivated data because everyone knows where that off switch is. <laughs> it's his own damn fault. Stop announcing it. Stop putting it on Facebook where your off switch is, data. It's Jesus kind of in my lower Christ. back, but like a little bit higher. <laughs> and it's just a button. It's like you don't you even need it. an access code. You just push it. Yeah. yeah. You don't need access. There's no security at all, even though I'm the most sophisticated. AI in the universe in existence. There's no heaven, you, you heaven forbid he ever off. like fall backwards against a wall and deactivates himself and be, people be like, nah, God damn it. Here we go again. So Laura, I'm going to put does... a piece of scotch tape over that button. So <laughs> or something. I mean, like a lockout coach. So Laura does what Laura does. He switch pl- switches places with data. I mean, if again, broke, don't fix it. So he yep. does his old trick <laughs> and then he gets the emotion chip put into him by Noon Sung. And as soon as the chip inserts into his neck which yeah i agree looks so cool super cool he starts singing a little ditty and you're like wow data has changed he's singing a song he's got emotion in the song oh, wow, that see, was like so instant even not remembering quite how the switcheroo happened i was as soon as he started singing i was like uh-oh oh, <laughs> that's, lore. that's lore af mm-hmm. and he starts singing and noon uh dr noon sung is like how do you feel how do you feel um, how do you feel like over and over again? He's like, I feel great. I feel great. I feel fine. I feel great. And he starts singing. He's like, he starts calling him often wrong mm-hmm. soon. Mm-hmm. And that's when soon is like, what do you mean? Oh, you know, before that he's, he's singing his little ditty. And then he makes it this little rhyme where he says something like, you can't even tell your boys apart. He says something yes, like Nguyen that. Soong, often wrong Soong has a broken heart. He can't even tell his boys apart or something like that. There we like go. That. Yeah, something like yeah. that. And then he's like, uh, wait a minute, what? And then he's like, isn't that what they called you? He's like, how would you know that? He's like, they called you often wrong. Did they? And you're like, dang, he's even a dick to his dad. He's just yeah. like, not a good kid. Your son is a psychopath. I'm so sorry to tell you. Yeah. You apparently didn't know. You're the last yeah. one to find out. Yep. Yep. Um, and he's just like, no, like you, you can't take data's chip. It's not made for you because we actually found out, wait, did we find out? No, we didn't. Find, we'll find this out later that data and lore's positronic brains are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. One of them has like an R type phase regulator or something. And the mm-hmm. other one's an L type phase regulator. So it's like just different enough to make them unique individuals. Yes. Yes. And because like that, that emotion chip is not compatible with Laura's exactly. brain. And yeah. because of that, the emotion chip isn't compatible. It can do some stuff as we see, you know, as Laura's like, Ooh, 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 what's going on. It can mm-hmm. do some stuff, but it's not going to work properly because there it's was made specifically for data's brain. Um, and you just see him like advancing on soon. And you're like, get out of there, man, get out of there. <laughs> like he's unstable. Yeah. And now he's got more yes. emotions. This is not going to be good. This is, this is emotion overlord. And, uh, 
Lore does this terrible thing where he like chucks Soong across the room, smashing a glass table. Fragile old man who's yes. on death's door anyway. Anyway. And then he freaks out the entire universe by flipping his thumbnail upward and pushing a button <laughs> underneath it, which is a transporter, like, you know, transport activator. It's a site-to-site transport, yes. which is so cool because Data doesn't have one of those. No, and he also, doesn't. Ugh, God, when, the under the nail thing, though, I'm like, Ugh. yeah, the nail like, thing is, me out. is so creepy, but cool. Yeah. It's just one of those data isms where you're like, wait, yes. you can flip back your thumbnail. Yeah, because later on, which is, I think, the season finale, when Laura kind of kidnaps data, he gives him his emotions chip and the emotion yeah. chip for data. It doesn't go into his neck. He puts it under his thumbnail. Yes. So we get we get that. So for some reason, he's modified it and whatever and now it doesn't have to go in his neck anymore and it just slips in his thumb and yeah every time he opens his thumb you have the same creepy creepy feeling <laughs> like yeah oh, what are you doing like, <laughs> i don't like that but so, it's so cool he has a side-to-side transport and he's like and yeah he's and out. he's and out of like, there singing okay. his little song again and at this point Worf, Riker, and jordy are able to like do some transporter fuckery and get themselves down to the planet and they find dr sung dying and then they find that data has been deactivated and they switch him back on because, because Riker knows have... where that switch is. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, oh, fine. Just push the button. Yeah. You got to <laughs> jiggle it a little bit and it's fine. <laughs> so they realize like Lore took the only emotion ship. There isn't another one. And data's like, we need to get you to the enterprise. And he's like, I've lived on this planet a long time and I do not intend on dying anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So data and Sung end up saying goodbye. And Data's memory is unlocked. Soon tells him like how to unlock his memory so he can remember like how they got there. So it's like, how, how do we get the back? lockout code yes. that no one's been able to crack so yes. that they can get this boy to the a space station? Yes. Yeah. And as we leave, like Soon has died and he's able to transfer command back to Picard, you know, for the command of the Enterprise back to Picard. And it kind of just like wraps up very, there's like a 20 second wrap up from the point of like Sung saying goodbye to data. Mm-hmm. You know, we suddenly see the little brothers are fine. He's going to make a full recovery. They're like, they've playing been together at the, again. yeah, they've been at the space, the star base for three days. Now, little Willie Potts is all better, fine. but he's still yeah. contagious. He needs to stay in there for a couple more weeks before it's fully out of his system, but he's not going to die. God, the and boredom. Yeah, I know. Right. And you see the boys playing, you know, one's in the bubble, one's outside of the bubble. And there's kind of like playing dinosaurs or whatever. And uh, Beverly's smiling on them and Data walks in and is like, oh, cool. The boys have reconciled. And Beverly just kind of laughs and goes, well, they're brothers. Brothers forgive each other. And Data's like, huh. And you're like, ooh, nope. Wrong thing to say, Beverly, because he does not need to forgive his brother. His brother's a psycho. (laughs) Sometimes you can love somebody and also not forgive their bullshit behavior. Okay. I mean, he's he literally just killed their dad. Yeah. Granted, their so, dad was going to die anyways, but he sped it, it up. It doesn't matter. Like you smothered somebody with a pillow five seconds before they were going to die anyway. You still killed them. Okay. Yeah, like- I agree. <laughs> I agree. And you but killed he- them in a really stupid way when they were going to die in like five seconds. Like yeah. you, you killed Could've them just, just for the fun of killing them. Yeah. That so, was exactly. It was just for the, it was just for the fun of it. And yeah, that's let's add some so disclaimers. Wrong. You can forgive your brother for a harmless prank, but don't forgive him for mass genocide and then attempted murder <laughs> of you and your entire crew and then actual murder of your father. Yeah. Yeah. While impersonating Maybe, you, like so many you know, things to not forgive. <laughs> as we, as we grow up, we learn that like forgiveness is a really good thing. And I also think though, that not everything needs to be forgiven. And that's also okay too. Mm-hmm. We're like this behavior. There's no reason to forgive this behavior whatsoever. So listen, Laura, I can understand you're going through some shit right now. Okay. But like the murder and all that, 
maybe not, not okay, not yeah. acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anybody says, well, he's just going through some stuff, I'm going to lose my shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because guess what? Everybody's going through some stuff and not everybody yeah. sticks the crystalline entity on their entire colony. Nope. And then murders their dad with a glass table. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. All so right. So a way to do things. <laughs> What are your final thoughts on this episode? Um, this is not my favorite episode in the world. I actually did not love this episode. Huh. Um, I like the the data, like da 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 da. Like I like that stuff, and then I liked, um, I really liked Laura's performance quite a bit. Like, like I said, he was my favorite part of this episode. But this whole episode wasn't my favorite. I think, I think I needed something more or different. I think the brothers' B plot was weird. I think all the heartfelt conversations between Sung and Data were kind of flat. Like. I didn't really see the point. I actually enjoyed yeah. more Data's conversations with the guy he called Grandpa. Yeah, the guy who ended up taking over his yes. circus. Yes. I like those more because he was like this cranky old man who was. Yeah. I don't know. That relationship was really fun to watch. And this one, I yeah. just felt like I wanted something more, more. or different. Yeah, um, it felt a little bit like vanilla pudding. It's like it's mm-hmm. not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What I about mean, you? I, I did love the like data outsmarting the whole crew bit. Um, lore was a delight to watch, but everything else, yeah, it was just like, eh, it was kind of a vanilla pudding episode. So it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. Um, but next week we are talking season four, episode four, which is entitled Suddenly Human. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next week. Bye everybody. Thanks for geeking out with us. Be sure to join the crew at thetngpodcast.com to be the first to know when we do our live shows or host events exclusively for our members. We'll see you next time.